0: Listening to Game Jocks, gaming for all, where we talk about all things related to video games and the esports community at large. Find out more right now with our host Josh Goodbye. Sponsored by Abacus Three. Here's your host of Game Jocks, Josh Goodbye.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Game Jocks, where this is gaming for all. I'm your host Josh Goodbye, and I'm here joined by UCLA Esports. I'm joined by Cole, Naveen, Kathy, Sonny. How are y'all doing today?
2: Doing pretty good.
3: Hanging in there, but uh, doing pretty well. Really excited about this.
4: Mighty fun.
3: Awesome.
1: Well, if you guys can just introduce yourselves to the crowd, uh, let them know what's
2: going on and how you guys are all doing. Yeah, I'll, I'll start. Um, my name is Cole Schwartz. I'm the eSports Engagement Coordinator for UCLA. I've uh, been working with UCLA eSports for around three years, Uh, Ever since, basically, Sonny was the one who kind of started things off, and I joined the team super early on, just helping any way that I could. Uh, Eventually became the director of the program where uh, Sonny and I and and the rest of the team uh, helped push it into the club sports department on campus, which makes it an official sport. And that enabled us to have access to funding and a currently – unannounced gaming training room that will be coming very, very soon. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been a wild journey for me. I ended up getting hired full-time uh, by the university after graduating to con- help continue building this thing. And I'm just here to help see it through all the things that we imagined and dreamed of. It's good intro.
4: <laughs> awesome. Uh, I'll go next. <clears throat> so I'm uh, Naveen Sheik. I'm the marketing director for UCLA Esports, and along with that, I am on the Overwatch team as the support player. I'm in my second year as part of the club. Uh, I came in as a player not really intending to uh, take on a staff position within the club, but uh, as more time went on in my first year, I really enjoyed what I was doing and uh, pursued having a bigger role in organization because it was something that uh, I liked and cared about, and enjoyed passion that I felt from the other individuals running the club and uh, really motivated me to want to give back to the community uh, even more than I already could.
5: Cool. I'm like Naveen. Uh, I'm Cathy G. So I'm like Naveen. I started as a player, but I moved on to uh, being staff for UC Esports. So I've moved from player manager for League of Legends to assistant director for UC Esports. Outside of school, I've worked as uh, Tespa admin, CSL admin, and Immortals Veteran
3: And hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Sunny Yan, and Cole already did half my intro. Unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, I'm current um, currently just a board member for UCLA Esports. Um, but I founded the organization as Esports at UCLA three years ago. Um, it's been a bit of a bit of a journey since. Uh, back then, you know, when we first started, we weren't even allowed to call ourselves UCLA sports because of the way licensing and marketing worked. Um, so we had to be something X at UCLA as a way to demonstrate that there was no UCLA affiliation or UCLA support. But now that we've come this far, <laughs> moving into rec, building our own training center, um, doing our own kind of events that are sanctioned by UCLA, which has never been done before here. Um, I think that um, it's just been a humbling experience to work with so many lovely people and also just to have the club, you know, officially become UCLA Esports, officially represent UCLA both domestically and internationally, hopefully in the future. And yeah, I mean, we're here to try to win, but also try to do esports the right way from the ground up on a collegiate level. And, you know, hopefully whoever's listening here can take a few things back to their program and hopefully we all have the same goal in the end of the day as a collegiate esports organization. So, yeah, happy to be here and super excited to get started.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you guys again. I know it's a little bit early out there in the West Coast uh, versus here in Dallas. So, thank you again for your guys' time and, and and spending that time to share the stories that you you guys have. So, I'll start with you, Sonny. You you brought up the point of, you know, starting an esports organization on your campus. Can you explain to the folks out there how it is that you started, who you spoke with and just go on from there to let them know that you know, this is this can be a timely process, but it can also be a worthy, worthy amount of time to really push things forward.
3: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, I started um, esports at UCLA just because at that time, you know, I played for our uh, the junior varsity team for League of Legends uh, way back in the day when I was good at the game. <laughs> and it's been, you know, it was just a part of a journey realizing that, you know, a lot of these kids that were just playing for fun or just, you know, kind of just playing and putting in time and practicing and all that kind of stuff weren't really getting, I felt like, um, the support that they needed to really succeed. I think back then we had some crazy talent on at UCLA just by chance, and that was, uh, we had uh, Rockin, who's now a streamer, for Team Liquid, who also like went, uh, who was a sub for CLG way back in the day, we had a Stunt, who is currently the starting support for 100 Thieves, which we're really really excited about, and we had a bunch of other like really highly ranked players that I thought could really take us far if they had the proper support and infrastructure that they needed. You know, obviously back then, this is like 2013, 2014, CLG Esports wasn't as fully developed as it is now. CLOL certainly. Uh, collegiate League of Legends, which is the scholarship tournament that Riot runs now, certainly wasn't on the same level then as it is today. But yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, and I think you touched on this as well, is like there's just like every university does their esports differently, just because of the nature of how universities are organized. For us, Recreation already had the club sports program, which really helped us kind of jump in there, and and we were lucky to be to meet like really forward-thinking admins, I think. You know, I've heard stories before my time that told me that the admins previously, even at UCLA, weren't necessarily as open to eSports as they are now. And being able to walk in there and convince them first try is actually quite an accomplishment. So I think my big advice for those who are interested in starting up something on their campus would be definitely to, you know, persist but also be passionate about it and understand that it can be a process and understand that you definitely need a lot of help and, you know, gather together a good team of people, your friends, maybe.
1: Absolutely. And I feel, Cole, you, at one point you mentioned to us in the past that there is this there is this process to have to be persistent, as what Sunny was just saying. But also having to find that drive, that passion that folks have in, in the same vision to push something forward. So. Based off your experience, based off you know, speaking to a couple of folks that, that know what it's really like to want to push that certain esports experience out there, can you explain to the crowd what that really is and, mm-hmm. and the motivations behind it?
2: Yeah, I mean, people come and go in life all the time, and it's sort of the same in collegiate esports where you get people who are very, very excited to be a part of something that they enjoy. Enjoy doing maybe in their pastime so they join it at their university but they don't really have the passion and the drive to to tirelessly work uh at at this project with little to no immediate return Uh, obviously now some of us have reached a point where we're, we're getting paid for this whether it be like through the school or or postgraduate but while you're in school it's it's hard it 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 you know, you're on top of all the schoolwork you have, you're putting countless hours into this eSports club. And so you have to really, really want it. You have to be someone like Sonny, who has a vision starting out and and just wants to fulfill it and is not going to stop at anything. And for me, when I saw that, like it was really, really inspiring. So I hopped on board and, and I've never even doubted my decision since. So not to put Sonny and I on a high horse, but that's like, that's the mindset you need to have. If you want to, to successfully contribute and, and create a club that that can continue building over time instead of falling apart like many clubs tend to do when the leadership graduates, when when people go inactive due to large amounts of schoolwork, you need to diversify the talent pool. Uh, make sure you're just bringing on anybody who, who wants to help, not necessarily anyone who can help. You can't be selective in the beginning. You have to be more so judging people off of passion, not off of uh, pure Defined tangible talent,
1: and I think you're absolutely right with that. And obviously, that whole time of managing, being a student, also building community can can take quite some time out of your hands, on and off the classroom. So, oh, yeah. um, Kathy, I'm sure that you have experienced that, especially being having been a player manager, uh, being an assistant director. Can you tell us what that experience is all like?
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when I was a player manager, it's my responsibility to kind of balance what, how much time the players are putting into scrims and coaching, water views, balancing that and the schoolwork. And for UC Esports, I'm not sure if it's the same for other collegiate orgs, but school is always the first priority. Academics come first no matter what. So if I had an advice for Esports orgs starting out and look, looking at how to balance that, it's to, first of all, have Google Calendar it's an amazing tool and it's kind of necessary at this point to have all your classes planned out look at your schedule as a whole and have priorities because esports might seem like the most important thing to you at the moment but it's about finding a balance between your passion and your education because both are important but your education is going to last you like forever Yes. Oh, and yeah. if I could add a tip yeah. for um, for working with administration, Sunny and Cole both talk about like being persistent with the administration. But I think one of the most important parts is trying to understand where the administration is coming from because they see your passion and like your drive to like make your org successful. But they're looking at it from a different perspective, right? They're looking at it from how will this org affect all the students at the school. Like, how is this going to influence the public perception on the university? So obviously, at this time, time and like place, it's natural to be hesitant to invest in like an esports org, especially with like stigmas about like mental health, you know, physical health even. So it's important to be understanding and like try to work with your administration. It's always going to be like a compromise. It's never going to be like we want to make this esports org and you're going to like work with us. It's we're going to work together.
1: It's a very fair point. Having to work together, because y'all come from different perspectives too, and combining that to make a unique community, I feel like that's very special. And and again, I think you hit the mark on that, Kathy, with the esports community is more than just competition. We can go on and on about that. And um, there are different ways to connect with gamers that, you know, they just want to, some play casually, some really want to play competitively. And with that, they represent the university. And some people don't really want to have that image just yet. They're taking their time, wanting to be a student and, and focus on other passions that they may have because the esports may not be their number one priority. So I think that leads us to an interesting question on what makes, you can speak on behalf of, of UCLA itself, but what makes UCLA's esports community very special?
3: Yeah, I think for us it's just like we're so up and coming and so new, you know. Like three—I mean, th- for us, three years ago went by in a flash for many of us. And I think that you know we're constantly seeing new players come into the fold and new uh, passionate and and not just like freshmen, but also like second years or third years or transfer students, who, or even seniors who come in and go, "I didn't know about this. I wish this existed in my freshman year," but like. I just want to be a part of it, and it's just such a unique experience in this moment, right? I don't think a lot of kids, at least in my like 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 towards like senior year, people coming into college expecting to be a part of a esports program, they kind of just like playing video games with their friends and didn't really expect anything to come out of it. But I think what was like kind of a focus for myself and Cole and and Kathy and uh, Naveen to this day are I think the opportunities that we provide anyone that participates in UCLA sports and I think that was definitely stressed because we currently operate on a do system and so we 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 are not offering scholarships we're not at that point yet obviously those are like there's always like small steps that you have to take towards those ultimate goals but in this moment like we want to make sure that we're using whatever money or support that we get in the best way possible, which is to provide experiences to our teams, have them travel to tournaments, have them go out to events, have them network, um, hopefully develop some kind of professional opportunities for them in the near future as well after graduation. I've had players come up to me asking if they can be a part of the board or join the um, the team because they're interested in something that didn't necessarily interest them before they became a part of our organization. And so, you know, we try our best to facilitate their desires and their goals for their future, which I think has been affected by how much fun that they had or the friends that they've made here at UCLA Esports. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't think we're necessarily incredibly unique in comparison to other up and coming organizations or even the scholarship programs at Maryville or UCI. I think at the end of the day, we are powered by the passion of our students and by the passion of, luckily for us, the administration to a certain extent as well, to be on the same page as them is super important, but also just having players actively come up to us and go, wow, I had no idea what I wanted to do after college, but thanks to being a part of this organization, I want to, for example, I want to work towards marketing. I want to work in in any sports. I want to work towards social media management. I want to work towards uh, streaming. I want to work towards even like administration in the form of like, oh, I want to do team management for a professional org or even like continue to build a collegiate scene. Like that's imperative to us is just like have providing like this, this guide, this pathway, this road less traveled to, to kids that may not have necessarily considered it coming into college or, you know, may not have considered it at all, actually, but have found a new passion.
2: Yeah, and I think uh, to add on to what Sonny said, for us, like one of the most important things is making the experience worthwhile for the people who do participate. It's a lot of work being a part of a collegiate esports organization, whether you're a player, a manager, or especially board and leadership. But the, the goal is, even though we operate on a dues system, is, is sometimes with dues, people seem to wonder, like, where does that money go? Well, for us, it, it quite literally goes back into the teams. In fact, we are paying a lot of money, sometimes going, you know, a a little into the red to cover the travel costs for these teams and make sure they get to attend events that excite them and give them these unique opportunities. So while I don't think that there's anything about our organization structure per se that makes us unique within the entire landscape of Collegiate, there's plenty of clubs that are operating on a similar structure. I, I would say that we are all very, very proud of the way that our our like our representatives our club members um whether they when they leave the club we're very very proud of the way that they say you know i found friends because of ucla esports or i got to travel around california uh, because of ucla esports i uh i improved my gameplay because of ucla esports we have league of legends players who come in uh, in in like you know middle diamond and end up master grandmaster because of the coaching and support staff that we provide to them so yeah like i said while while our structure might not be something that's like super flashy i don't know that that's necessarily important because what really does matter is the experience that we're providing to our community and and to the people who are directly participating and and just being a part of what we do and i think, I think we're, we're successful at that
1: brings up a good point on a lot of this is Providing the opportunities for the students, but do you guys feel that a lot of this is on the same page with the administration, or do they think a different way that you guys have to realign some goals?
2: Uh, I mean, I can also answer that because I, I'm technically part of the administration. Uh, no, I think the administration is is quite is 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 on the same exact page. They they want students to be able to walk away from this saying that UCLA, which is UCLA Esports, which is a subsidiary of UCLA Recreation and UCLA itself, provided them a unique opportunity that benefited them in some way that they would not have received had had they not attended UCLA. So I guess the goal is to have UCLA have a diverse portfolio of opportunities, clubs, events, that any student can find exactly what makes them happy. And before UCLA Esports, the demographic of gamers, I would say, did not have a club where they could invest all of their time into and feel like they were getting a lot back out of it. So so I think the administration is very, very pleased with with the direction this is heading. And I think that they want to explore that idea more, but also maybe as evident by the fact that we're receiving a our, our training room uh, to, to use on campus, they also want to see competitive success for us. They want to see us develop the players as players, not just people, because I think that You know, it's it. While it's all fun, we're all friends and stuff like that. If that's all you are, then uh, I mean, we might as we could. It doesn't have to be about esports. It it could be about anything because we have dance clubs on campus where people make amazing friends and their friends for years or forever after after graduating. So I don't think uh, it's necessarily the subject matter being esports that matters unless we, we invest more into that. So the university wants to take this idea, push it further, keep the, the friendship and, and the community building aspect of it all, but also develop what makes esports unique. And that's when I think you'll start to see these programs uh, have, a little, have more unique qualities from one another because they'll, they'll, be, they'll have infrastructure on campus that's different. And Sonny, yeah, you wanted to- Yeah, that, I think Sonny, also here. part
3: of that is just, I think the university has just never had a group of people- were interested uh, sorry interested in this before, in the way that we I think we are now. I think that it's a very unique and very wide open industry that they're exploring, that they're kind of like taking a step into it for the first time. And for them, I like to think that it's like kind of exciting, kind of like oh, what's out there? What can we really like you know achieve in this space? And I think that I I personally think that they're putting it in the right hands by letting students kind of take a big role in the direction of, that they're taking. I think the worst thing that you can do as an administration is to think that you know what to do and take that away from the kids who have been in the industry for four or five years, for some people, maybe even more. And it's just like that part of that trust, right? That trust of, we brought it to you guys. We already have been developing this on our own without your support. And you know having your support would be pretty, pretty rad. So <laughs> I think that I, I appreciate what UCLA Recreation did for us, which was to trust us. And I don't think a lot of administrations are likely to do that, unfortunately. I think that I've, you know, just based on keeping up with the happenings in the collegiate space, is just like a lot of schools, they see collegiate as a differentiator for them, right? And for us, we just wanna make sure that we're not just adding to the portfolio of UCLA on our end, but also certainly making it like, a, like an open opportunity. I think for UCLA to explore fully, like using you know the name of UCLA and to see mm-hmm. like what's out there and see what we can really achieve in this space.
1: I think those all are really important to know about the trust and support building amongst each of the parties wanting to get involved in in the gaming and esports communities. Uh, Naveen, I had a question for you, being as marketing director and and understanding more on basically the support, you're literally the, the Overwatch support members. So um, yeah. <laughs> if you can just dive into how it is about supporting the community, and you can talk particularly with Overwatch, but also as marketing director, sometimes it can be tough to reach out to the gamers, but they're very, they, they can very much spread out their wings and reach out to their gamers. And then those gamers beyond that to essentially bring them more into the meetings pay the dues etc so how is it that you reach out to to folks at the gaming community at UCLA and what it is that you do within Overwatch as the support member I know that's the role within the game itself but uh, just generally how how is it that you build that trust with with everyone
4: sure um well a lot of it always comes down to you know being able to create a relationship with who you're talking to right whether or not I'm just talking to one of my other team members on the, on the team, or I'm just talking to someone within the community, right? Um, You genuinely care about what you're saying and what they're saying back to you. And because of that, you know, you start to build a level of trust in which, you know, people will listen to what you have to say because they know that what you're saying is truthful and full of passion. You know, on the team, we all get really close. We hang out all the time, you know, play together outside of scrims and vod review, and it helps create a different environment that you know you might not get if you're just on a team together. You met once a week and you played, and then you didn't see each other until next week. It essentially is you know creating friendships that you know run a little deeper because of the competition aspect, right? And then. For the marketing side of things, you know, when people see the type of content you produce, you know, whether or not it be on Twitter, Instagram, Discord, or, you know, just making an announcement at an event, uh, people can tell based on the graphic, the wording, how often that, you know, the person or people that are part of the organization that are contributing to this, they have the best interest of the community in mind rather than just the organization as a whole and you know those things some most of the time go hand in hand for our organization which is really great because it shows that you know the organization is important but without the community you know it wouldn't really exist and the community is something that will always be important for our org yeah
1: as much as as it is really building that community very curious to see a lot of it has, has sounded positive, but there are parts where it can be negative. Again, where we mentioned before that there's a, it, it can be a timely process to, to find that niche community. It can be tough to align with the administration at times, but you know at UCLA, it sounds the opposite, where it working with the administration has been a plus, and it always can be. What are the blockers that you found in building UCLA esports?
3: I think, if I may...
2: You should say because <laughs> you know best. You know best. I don't everyone. know about that, but I, I, think, I think you do. You've been in it. You've been here for no, a
3: while. I th- I think that the biggest thing for me was finding the people to realize the vision. I think that when, like you said, when you first get started, maybe it is difficult to find that niche, niche community. For me, I I wanted to enter into our first year as hopefully a competitive program, esports at UCLA with no barrier of entry so I wanted to be able to support as many teams as possible because back then like we weren't taking dues we weren't doing anything it was just literally and like like just represent us you know just like if you want to play and represent UCLA in x sport or x y sport or z you know whatever um just sign up and then we'll put your name on a website maybe you'll get a cold jersey out of it you know like kind of like these like really small things and I think that What's fr- what was a struggle for me was that there were already, like, some niche communities already that existed that may not have been, like, super interested in, in being a part. I'll, I'll give an example. So, uh, for example, UCLA has a very dedicated Dota 2 community. Those guys, like, they've been playing together since their freshman years. They're all, like, seniors or, like, third years. And, like, they have, like, this their own club system, their own system of, like, taking in new players and, like, introducing them to their own internal, like, pickup games, their own whatevers. And they're all like really, really, really close friends. I think that one of the main problems I had and what, for example, when I wanted to add Dota 2 to the program was they're, you know, I don't think they really wanted to take part in what I had because I think they saw it as an alternative to what they were already doing. And so for some, they may not necessarily see the grander vision of, well, what's the point of me playing for UCLA in any official capacity? But I think that I've, as time gone, has gone on, and as UCLA Esports has evolved, and as we begin to offer more things, I, I'm referring specifically to like when I first started it, when I had literally almost nothing to offer. Like you had nothing to gain from playing for me. All you did was sign up, and we put your name on a website under rosters, and
2: and don't forget the articles that I used to write. Yeah, and also yeah, we
3: would write articles about you got that 15 views <laughs> that we like, fifteen people would read it we yeah. hit 70 one time my dad being like that. 10 of them right? <laughs> <laughs> like i'm so proud you're so
5: good at writing
3: like, refresh
5: dad. refresh, you, refresh. Don't even you don't even understand what i'm writing right
3: now you don't know who
2: morgana is you don't know who, who you don't know who
3: camille is no but like that's um That's the thing, right? Like, early on, like, it's hard to draw people to your organization because you're just one of maybe many other things that are already serving the same purpose, especially since, like, a lot of these leagues out here, like, looking at CSL, looking at CLOL, like, they don't have any, like, requirements for, like, oh, you must be an official varsity team, right? It could literally be five friends sign up from any university because, obviously, they don't want any barrier of entry. And so I think that's, like, the whole, like, balance between well, how seriously do you want to take this versus like we're still in the infancy of whatever we're doing and we want as many people as possible to participate and as many people as possible to feel like they're welcome to play or welcome to, to, to be a part of it. And so, I mean, in later years, as UCLA Sports has developed and we have the room now and we have, you know, custom gear that we're offering through, you know, Under Armour, which is the official UCLA partnership that they have with athletics and UCLA in general, I think that um, it's, it's pretty exciting for a lot of people to, to be a part of it because um, it's not just people playing in the dorm rooms and being like, I play for eSports at UCLA. It's, I have a jersey on my back with my name on it. I am traveling to LAN events. There's some cool pictures being taken of me at LAN, which I'm now going to use as my profile picture. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be like content made about me that Naveen's working on and we have some brilliant video editors that we work with as well who you know, are all volunteer, by the way, and but they just do it for the passion. And that was just difficult. The startup is always the hardest. I think that I was just lucky that, that I found people that were instantly pretty interested in what I was doing, but obviously that won't be the case for everybody. I think that if you're the founder, you have to really struggle with, how do I make sure that this is something that people want to do? you know, And what is the difference between what I'm doing and what anyone else can gain by just having five people sign up as friends and, and playing in any league together.
4: Um, one thing that I would say, and this sort of just falls under, you know, you can't really do anything about this, um, but being on the quarter system can make it hard.
3: Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> to,
4: uh, to schedule events uh, just because things, you know, are in a much faster pace. And because of that, you know, you only have a few dates slash weeks you can really work with to be able to have something for the community to come to. Because once you start getting later into the quarter, you know, people have midterms, finals, projects. It it makes it hard to be able to come out to these sorts of events. And, you know, there's not really anything we can do about it. But it's just something that when we are coming up with ideas and events, you know, we have to keep that in mind. And uh, if we pick a date and it, it has to work, when we execute on it, it has to be almost perfect. So that's just one thing.
5: Uh, if I touch, could touch back upon what Sunny said about, like, representing the org, I think this is an issue that eventually, like, in the future, every single esports org, every single collegiate esports org is going to have to deal with it, is, like, handling the transition between being, like, um, fun playing mm-hmm. games together yeah. versus your athletes, you're representing the school, and you represent the school and the org together, and you have to behave like it like unfortunately we've had to deal with like problems like that where students forget that you know they're student athletes now they're held to a higher standard and they can't act just like a regular student because in a way they're not anymore you know if they it, they have yeah. standards we have rules What are gonna say cool
2: I was gonna say like if they want all of like the glory of of being like the a representative of UCLA esports of being a student athlete of representing the school officially and wearing the official UCLA logo, not just the UCLA esports logo. We use the same typeface and font and everything as UCLA itself. If they want all of, of the amazing feelings and, and, and proud proudness that comes from that, then they have to hold that up to the same standard that any athlete from any other team would. And just because it's video games doesn't make it any different. I I know I, I, it, it goes back to the idea of like the subject matter of our club, not necessarily defining us, um, or or should I say, making us any different. But but we choose to then take esports and and use that as a way to set us apart from you know, for example, from rugby, from rowing, both really really established club sports that uh, we look up to. And 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 even though esports is very niche and it has its own own little things that we do differently. Uh, we still represent the school in the same way that every other team at the school does so and and so we expect our our players our our gamers to uh to do the same thing
5: (laughs) and it's not just behaving like when you're at an event or when you're playing or at a LAN it's behaving and representing us in your everyday life too Mm -hmm. at school outside of school even like in ranked
3: games
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah and rank If you if like, you're wearing the UCLA tag on on League of Legends for example, man, you if I catch you flaming someone, <laughs> that's can yeah. kick from the club, <laughs> not from the esports club, from the uh from the League of Legends one on 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 Legal Legends client, not a very, se- not a very severe, not a very severe punishment. <laughs> like, Holy cow, that was no no, really no, 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 yeah, not in the to one hundred real fast. No, yeah, no, take, take that off your summoner name, you know. <laughs> and
1: what is what
3: is flaming? Just for those that don't understand what that is. All right, Cole, you brought it up. You got to tell the okay, crowd. All right,
4: all
2: right. <laughs> flaming. I mean, it's sort of like uh, I think of it as when you're playing like a game of football or something like that, and you and the emotions go beyond the game itself that's where you have to draw the line because it, it, it's, it's one thing to like lift your team members up with with comments that maybe don't relate to the game like saying and, and even then it does relate to the game like good job great work team we got this that, those kind of things are great but when you start to detract from from what what it is, the activity that you're doing, that's when I, def- I define it as flaming personal attacks on people. And I, I think that Riot generally does a pretty good job of outlining it by saying, like, if you do these things, you will be punished. So for the most part, like, it's pretty inherent what is and what isn't flaming when you get into a game, just because the report system pretty clearly outlines that as, like, verbal abuse and hate speech. But, I, I mean, personally, just because I, I would never say something to someone on online that I would not say to them in person. And, and maybe there's a little bit of like leeway there where may, maybe I feel a little bit more brave, but I would never like personally attack somebody. And I think that that's really where flaming starts to starts to hurt people and starts to become a problem is when you take it outside of the game and you start attacking the player behind the character. When we're representing UCLA, when our players are representing UCLA, if it's one thing to say like, oh, come on, we should have done this in the game. We should have done that. That's not flaming. That's just sort of maybe not exactly the most constructive thing, but it's it's not necessarily flaming. Flaming is when you take it, when it becomes personal. It becomes about the person playing the character, not about the characters in the game itself.
1: It's a very good point for those that did not know what flaming is. Now you know, and it's uh, something you want to avoid.
0: is sponsored by abacus 3 abacus 3 creates world-class and immersive esports experiences events and activations that attract and engage the next generation of gamers they're the only company to offer a turnkey workflow from strategy design build production and sponsorship in an effort to bring together and enhance the collective gaming community find out more at abacus3.gg to see how abacus 3 can immerse you closer into the gaming world
1: out of this lightning round, what would you say is your personal gain out of UCLA Esports? What mark is it that you want to leave at UCLA Esports? I know, Cole, that you recently graduated, but for, for Sunny, for Naveen, for Kathy, what is it you want to put at UCLA and, and leave that mark there once you head off to your postgraduate career? And the last thing is, where do you see the organization, UCLA Esports, five years from now and 10 years from now?
2: personal gain from UCLA esports has just been uh, working with people and meeting really amazing people. I think the people of it have, I, I think it's really defined the last three years of my life, meeting all of these different amazing people, learning how to work with people that are maybe a little bit more difficult. But I think that's made me stronger. I think that it's made me more wise going into situations where you're working with people. And in esports, It's even though we're talking video games, which have some negative stigma about being a gamer and, and stuff like that it, you're pretty much always working with people if in any organization you're always working with people so love that about ucla esports uh i'm impact wise i mean even though i've graduated and i'm still working at the university and so while i'm at the university uh, i'd really like to see this training room completion through i really want to flesh out uh, our, our tournament that we run annually called pack e uh, we're still planning it out for this year and whether or not we can we can lock it down, but last year we we did it for for the first time and it went really really well. Basically built up our Twitch channel from nothing because of that event, mm-hmm. and and it was a really really great experience that we an opportunity that we gave to all of the Pac uh, Pac twelve schools, and and in five to ten years for UCLA esports, I mean I I definitely see scholarships. I see I don't know where it will exist within the university if it will leave recreation if it will expand beyond it I'm not exactly sure on that one but I know that it will be more. I don't think that it you, I don't think that esports is going anywhere in the world and so I, if and the same reasoning I don't think it's going anywhere within UCLA. I don't, I think it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. We're going to have more rooms available to us, I believe. I think we're going to outgrow this training room because we we want more space. We want to to provide more, and and I think that we also want to extend esports to the general community and educate them better on on video games in general, so that people are don't feel as afraid by perhaps maybe the elitism that the word esports has carried in the past.
4: The organization, you know, it's it's meant a lot for me. It was essentially you know the first group of people I met when I first came to UCLA. So for me, I guess one of the things taken away from it would be uh, a lot of the friends that I made within the organization through various or in various games. So, you know, if I hop on something out on a different game than what I normally play, I'll always have someone that I can connect with and reconnect and see how they've been. The organization as a whole also put me on the track of what I want to do in the future within the esports, you know, sort of world. And, you know, the organization's really just changed my life and put me on a different track than what you know I initially intended to do when I first came to the school, and uh, I'm really happy about that. Uh, the mark I want to leave, well, obviously as a marketing director, I want to build up the community as much as I can on our different platforms and on the campus of UCLA. I, I'd also, you know, like to leave a good representation of myself so that, you know, the people that are younger within the club, you know, whether or not it be in one or two years, they can still reach out to me, ask me questions, ask for advice, sort of as a, a mentor figure. And in uh, five to ten years, you know, I, I'd really like and hope to see the program be a part of uh, the varsity series on campus, have a bit more of a dedicated staff, you know, that's paid, that uh, isn't having a balance school and everything that goes on in the background and i'd like to see a competition series in which uh you know similar to how we're doing packy but uh on a larger scale i think uh, in 10 years that's realistic
3: international let's go baby <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay so starting from personal gain um, i think i've gained so much from uc sports like uh, I came into college looking to play as a player, but realized that <laughs> I could do so much on staff and it aligned with my career goals of working esports. So just starting from freshman year, I met Chris Okamura, who's our League of Legends JV head coach. And he's acted as like my career mentor, mentor, life mentor. And he's helped me get, uh, I got a job a part-time esports job my first year in college I was a tour madman and the summer following my freshman year I got an internship with an LCS team which was crazy I stayed in LA by myself I lived by myself in LA I worked full-time kind of and now I work with TESPA during this school year um, which is a subsidiary of Blizzard Entertainment so like usually esports career-wise has given me everything. Everything I need to succeed like post grad. And then socially, so I've met most of my close friends here and I spend most of my time with UC Esports. It's basically my college life and I love it. And the mark I made on UC esports? Is that the question? The no, mark uh, you hope to leave. Hope to leave. Okay. Going so be <laughs> <into> your
3: postgraduate <laughs> career.
5: Buddy. Mark, I <laughs> I'm thinking, Sonny, I'm thinking. All right, take um, your time, buddy. The mark hope to leave is, honestly, I'd like to be seen as like an example for, you know, making something you're passionate about into a full-time career and transitioning smoothly out of college into work life. Uh, I think I'm doing that really well. I've helped one of our videographers get internship and then looking at like full-time internships this summer. And I just want to help people build their career because I think that's a huge worry for everyone in college. I think it's what you're supposed to like quote unquote be working towards and if that's what people want to do with esports then i would want to be seen as like a contact or someone that can give you advice look at your resume look at your give you interview tips etc and in five to ten years the program i think will only grow bigger because like more people are joining more people are noticing esports in general and the industry, I think, is only like on the up and up. So, yeah, I'm very hopeful, very optimistic.
3: I think for me, my personal game can definitely be summed up by all the responses so far. I think that coming into founding esports at UCLA, I didn't necessarily do it with all these grand visions or goals in mind. I was, I'm a pretty simple-minded guy. For me, I just wanted to provide support to teams that I thought needed it and deserved it and to start building up that report with administration, but what ended up happening was far and beyond my wildest dreams. I think that if the organization that, that we all help build together can help, you know, people like Kathy, Naveen, or Cole find like their calling in life, like that's insanely mind blowing to me. And in like so incredibly humbling that I was even like a little bit of a part of their journey, you know, like that's my personal gain. I think that for me was the unexpected, joy that I find in, in being a part of not just my own journey, but also, you know, hopefully other people in a positive way. And that's what I strive for every day in the conduct of my organization. And, you know, hopefully I strive for that to inspire that in the people that work with me. And I think that I would just love to see that continue just in terms of my personal gain. It's just like, even if I won't be around, um, because I, I, uh, yeah, well, I, I, I won't, even if I won't be around after um you know whatever happens is it's just like just knowing that there are other people who saw the same thing that i see in my org and w- are willing and desire to continue that same opportunity and that same influence that, uh for other people like that's just insane to me and that's amazingly awesome i think for me the mark i hope to leave is just well I, let's start the i i've technically graduated i graduated this past december that's finally so thank you and so i've um i've kind of um, been kind of in a weird limbo but in that time i hope to like do as much work as i can i'm currently hopefully i've been in talks with uh, ucla to also work full time within esports currently at the time i'm not sure which department i'll end up in i have yeah so I, I i'm hoping to stick around but at the end of the day the best i can do is hope for it so the mark I hope to leave is just that I just hope that whatever I have built here, I hope people continue on and take in their own unique direction, their own unique way. And I know that anyone that joins this organization hopefully has the best of the org and the best of the athletes in mind and the best of the staff in mind. And so I'm, I'm, I trust anyone that will hopefully come on through the org to, to take it into to new heights. And so for me, that, that's just the, mar- the mark I hope to leave is to inspire the people who will inspire others to continue on the work that we've already started together. Together, And I think in five to 10 years, uh, I think I've become a bit of more of an ambitious person. I think that we can scholarship in five years. I'll say that right now. I think we can scholarship in five years. I think that in 10 years, we're gonna be recruiting actively and also looking into not just domestic tournaments like what Naveen is saying but also international but also I think it's really important for us to consider the unique position that we're in as a university and this is kind of like a bit of what Cole's already working on in high uh, in engagement is working towards integrating uh, not just esports but also education into the formula of what we're trying to do here. And so that takes the form of say uh, internships, maybe not just in competitive or professional teams, but also through UCLA possibly. That takes the form of high school integration. A lot of parents like they come into esports going, oh, I'm not too sure about having my son or daughter just sit on their butts and play video games for like nine hours a day. But I think it's important for us to come in here and, and tell them, well, there's a lot of other opportunities in this space. And it's not just like every basketball player that comes through an ncaa program makes it to the nba but because of their experience in ncaa they gain um you know invaluable opportunity through other pathways through other directions um coaching team management broadcast you know working in the tech background like that's all possible just by being a part of what we do and Yeah, I think that's, it's important for us to really look into the whole, like, bringing in education. There's a lot of, there's actually not a lot of research on esports in general, in in scientific academia. I think that that's definitely a really worthwhile place to explore in terms of, like, you know, research that said that players that do esports or play video games are better and quicker decision makers, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, that's all I think of looking into and and kind of exploring more in terms of science and in terms of the research that we can do in the unique position that we're in. But yeah, I think that TLDR in summary, five years, I think UCLE sports scholarship and in 10 years we're going to see not just competition, but also international collaboration and education as well.
1: I think that was all really beautiful said by every one of you guys. So thank you for that. And I know that we were talking on and on with the passion, the community, the visions and and a lot of this all lines with you guys all together to perform something on your own campus that could be built even larger beyond your times and for you guys to initiate it and not only that to enhance it to amplify it expand it to other goals for those students and the administration together it's all been pretty exciting to see and i think what's really important to understand is that esports is there, there's a there are a lot of student outcomes with mm-hmm. with esports that go beyond just playing a video game, and mm-hmm. you guys all nailed it with having to go out there, seek somewhat of discomfort uh, because you're building something that not everyone understands, but you're also building in a way where people will understand eventually. Exactly. And you're building on your leadership positions to then become the future leaders in potentially the esports industry or wherever you guys may be next in the next few years. So um, that's all really exciting. And I'm happy to, I've had you guys together today to explain that to those that are still building it out there that still need that introduction to where is it that I start? What tips do I need? The advice and the people I reach out to because that whole aspect of reaching out, being together in one vision and pursuing it it's a lot of learning by doing, and I think you guys all hit the mark today. And again, I really appreciate you guys as UCLA Esports to explain those stories, those anecdotes. And hopefully this also made you guys a little bit closer as uh, <laughs> as an exec team and and knowing that you guys are going to have a great spring quarter, uh, winter quarter as well. I know <clears throat> the rest may be all uh, semester system, but again, <laughs> really appreciate you guys' time. and. If you guys have anything else to add, feel free to do so now or forever hold your peace.
2: <clears throat> well, while I could say that you could follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram <laughs> at UCLA Esports, while well, I could say that, and while you, <laughs> while you maybe could do that, while well, I could, um, I'll say just, just if you whether you are a supporter of esports or you're just trying to learn about it, um, just be open to it. Just be open to the idea that video games, uh, if if Surrounded by the proper infrastructure, can be competitively, competitively viable, and can be uh, brought into a, a, what I would say, a traditional <coughs> sports model, a, 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 and and fandom sort of, so to speak, and and it's not stopping it from, just because of video games doesn't stop it from entering education as well. I think, I think uh, every single person here wants to see an esports class at UCLA one day, mm-hmm. and while and while we're quite a ways away from that, the discussions are beginning. So. Um, it's only a matter of time I think I don't think it's I think that's that goes for everything in esports it's only a matter of time it's not a matter of if we can do it it's a matter of how how long it's going to take because it's inevitable it's like yeah esports is Thanos that's, that's <laughs> I just had that idea yeah <laughs> um,
4: what? yeah I just say find find the passion within your own community at school and then the rest will come unlike Cole follow us on all socials you see <laughs> esports
3: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Yep, that's where you'll find a lot of content. Give you
4: insight on how to start uh, an org at your school.
3: (laughs) I think if I want to leave any thought to, to any future or even current leaders, is that I think that especially for competitive esports at least, and then we're looking at collegiate integration and you know the uncertain the uncertainty of you know the whole path to pro thing for professional. I think that right now. College esports is not necessarily seen as a path to pro but also like we have a chance as leaders and as the students who will you know grow up to be leading administrators in this respect to do it right and i think doing it right is incredibly important i think that we look at like ncaa and we see a lot of possible issues with getting in the way of what we really care about which is competition which is passion which is team building which is you know all that kind of stuff and i think that at the end of the day now more than ever we need bright young minds in, in esports who really, really are passionate and really, really care about this whole industry to step up and really take a leading voice at their university and really start building this out because we we can't build this out without other people. And so if you're looking at the young collegiate esports scene, which is incredibly young and super underdeveloped, I think that one school can only do so much before other schools need to catch up to really move towards the next step. And so if, if you're thinking about starting something at your campus, or if you're thinking about how to take your club to the next level, like, I think a good rule of thumb is to do, oh, well, if you're just starting, A, to to figure out where your passion lies. If it's not in competitive esports, that's fine. If it's in community building, and, and the social aspects, and finding your friends, and providing that home away from home for people coming to college for the first time, or and thereafter, that's totally fine. That's something, right? And you know, from that, naturally, you're going to you're going to grow an esports program. I think that there's the competitive side will always come up for those who are looking to take it to the next level. I think that obviously talking to your school administration is a very really good first step for us. That was UCLA Recreation, a.k.a. competitive club sports. I think most universities in America have a similar program. If you look into your university directory, I'm sure you'll find something. But also keep in mind that you're also representing a lot of people who will be playing for your teams. And I think that it's important for you to always prioritize the experience of the athletes and your staff. Um, as a leader, it's just important for you to take their feedback in at all times and make sure that you're servicing what they what they see as like needs, but also at the same time growing your program along administration. So I think it's a good balancing act to keep in mind when you're trying to take it to... The next level, which I've said like four times now, but yeah. (laughs)
2: Last but not least.
5: Oh, do I have to say something? (laughs) you don't have to. I think everyone said it. Great, you know. No, you can.
2: You got. You have something, right? (laughs) Something.
3: (laughs) Do you have any tips for team managers? True.
5: Oh, um, don't be too nice to your players.
3: Oh,
2: that's a good one. (laughs) Damn. They're
5: not just your friends. They're your responsibility. So.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, again. Thank you guys. This has been awesome just to hear one of your guys' passionate voices. And I know we've said passion at least fifty times in this call, but um, <laughs>
3: next but to I, take I, it to I, the next level. Passion. <laughs> oh, but <passion>. but I, <laughs> that should oh, be the new for
1: UCLA Esports. <laughs> but again, thank you guys. And um it's all been really great to to just put that all together for those that really want to build something on their campus and for those that have already built it, awesome. We're we're supporting you. We we appreciate what you guys are doing for the gaming communities. And there's something that's really essential about all of us connecting through gaming. And I think all of us just want to find that connection and expand on that. And we definitely dove into that plenty of times on this on this one session. So thank you guys. And hopefully you guys have a good rest of the day and rest of the week and
3: game on. Let's Thanks, well, a baby. do we have uh, have a good day.
0: You've been listening to Game Jocks, Gaming for All, hosted by Josh Goodbye and sponsored by Abacus 3.